Some people collect stamps, precious stones, or artifacts from another time. Me, I collect stories. I love stories that come out of conversation because they hold so many things all at once. Memories, emotions, lessons, new perspectives, comic relief, and so much more. They have the power to move us, to open our hearts, to connect us, to heal us. Stories offer a window into another person's universe, and I get to see what it's like to experience life from their eyes. They are an invitation to celebrate what makes us unique and what makes us the same. But most of all, I love how stories bring us together. How they harmonize us. How they remind me that each one of us is an essential voice in one glorious symphony. Welcome, my friends, to the harmony of stories. Hey, everybody! How are you today? It is Tuesday, May thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. It's really early right now, four fifty-one a.m., and I'm hanging out here in the kitchen with my cat Toby. So, in this episode, I share my conversation with my friend Sammy. He is so far my youngest guest on the podcast. Sammy shared about what it's like being a thirteen-year-old boy in Barberville. And he educated me on Kentucky culture, baptisms, fifties country music, and trucks. We also talked about public school, his grandparents, life in small southern towns, and his dream of being a farmer one day. It was really good fun spending time with Sammy. He's very funny, confident, and in my opinion, quite wise for his age. After we recorded for the podcast, he showed me his record collection, and what was really special is that I got to listen to his favorite song, "Good Night, Sweetheart, Good Night," which is not available anywhere online, as well as some songs from his grandfather's record. That was really beautiful to hear Sammy's granddad singing fill the whole room. It was awesome. I asked Sammy to pick the song of the week, and he chose "Hey Good Lookin'" by Hank Williams. Link to that in the show notes, and I've also added it to the Harmony of Stories playlists on YouTube and Spotify. This podcast is sponsored by a new business that I started, in which I get to spread the word about this incredible breakthrough technology called Asia. I believe that this will revolutionize the health and wellness space on this planet. Asia is a health and anti-aging technology that represents a new category of science that is 10 to 15 years ahead of its time. Any challenge you can think of, we are seeing astonishing results. It is the only technology in the world that can increase, clarify, and amplify how the cells in your body communicate with each other. If that is something you'd like to know more about, you can book a call with me at wildflower.cloud/book. Alternatively, you can learn a bit more if you go to the support my work page on my website, 
and scroll down to where it says ASEA. As always, links to those in the show notes. I wish that your day is filled with love and kindness and things that make you smile. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Sammy. Enjoy. So I once met a 13-year-old boy named Sammy who asked me if I have had a moon pie before. And I said, no, I have never had a moon pie. And then he asked me if I've ever had AO8. And I said, what's that? And then he proceeded to say, well, first he looked at me (laughs) and gave me an outraged look. And then he said, he told me that I am uncultured. (laughs) And this young man is here with me today. So maybe we should start with you educating me so that I can become Kentucky cultured. You want to know what a alate is? Yeah, let's start with that. So, um, it's carbonated ginger ale drink. It's basically. Is it good? Like, if you took Canada Dry and made it worse, that's what alate is. What's Canada Dry? (laughs) (laughs) It's another ginger ale. (laughs) We have a long road ahead of us. It's like normal ginger ale is pretty sweet. Alate's pretty tart. Okay. And it's only sold in Kentucky. Okay, what else do I need to know about or do to be cultured? I need to get you a UK hat. <laughs> a UK hat. Okay. Like, it don't, it don't matter what race anybody is. If you come into Kentucky with a UK hat on, you'll blend in perfectly. You know Good. what I'm saying? Good to know. I probably stand out. Not really. But, like, if you were to line up with a, the average... Kentucky residents, if you were lined up with them, you'd stand out a little bit. But if you had that Kentucky cap on, you're going to blend in. I'm going to be invisible. Yeah, basically. You could rob a bank and you just slide your hat on and just, how you doing, sir? You just keep on walking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have any Asians in your school? No. Actually, no, we have one Asian. She's pretty nice. Her name's London. Really? London? Was she named after London, London in Kentucky? Her name's just London. She's not named after anything. (laughs) I'm actually named after the country France. All right. Anything else you want to add to my culturizing list? Um, for Kentucky. You know about some horse racing? I've never seen a horse race. Have you? A couple times, yeah. Because that's what Kentucky's mainly about. Like, in northern Kentucky, it's all like, oh, so you want to go see some horse racing? Is that a really posh Yeah, northern Kentucky's posh. Okay. Very. Is it very expensive to go to? Extremely expensive. Like how much? Like 1K a seat. And that's for like bottom row. I mean top row. Like nosebleeds. It's like 1K. That's a bit unreasonable. Horse racing is expensive. I don't think that should be in the culturizing list. <laughs> if you move to northern Kentucky, yeah. Alright. That's about it on the culturizing list. Okay, well maybe we can talk about your culturizing music list. Oh, okay. Around here, you're going to hear a mix of classic country and modern country. Modern countries like Morgan Wall and Coulter Wall kind of stuff. You know them. Luke Combs, you know them. Yes. And the older countries like Merle Haggard, uh, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr., Johnny Cash, 
I could just keep on naming off people yet. But those are the three famous people. Do you like that music? I like the older country. And some of the newer songs. I like Coulter Raw. He's he's good. I like him. And you like 1950s? Yeah. I like the 1950s Everything. music. Yep. What do you love about the 50s? It's just a great time. World War II just ended. And the middle class was just a brand new thing. The country wasn't in any debt. I mean, racism was still kind of a thing. But hey, people were happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You turn on the radio, you hear Elvis in his prime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go outside, ain't no murders or nothing. Ain't no murders, ain't no bank robbers. Even if there was bank robbers, they're nice. They're not going to be like, give me your money. They're going to be like, can I please have your money? They have manners. Everybody has manners. Gentleman thief. Yes. There's a show, right, called Lupin or something? That's about a gentleman thief? I haven't seen it, but my husband, Sam... He said that he saw a video on YouTube where a couple, they had a Netflix account. And um, they found out that, you know, have you, do you have Netflix? Yeah. So you know how, like, you have, like, your kind of login where, okay, this is Sammy watching or this is Penny watching. So they saw that there was another one called Omar (laughs) who was watching. And they were like, oh my gosh, this guy's totally stealing our Netflix account. But they were fine with it, right? They were fine with it because they looked at his stuff that he was watching. And he has really good taste. What was he watching? Well, one of them was this Lupin thing. And that's how they found it. And they're like, I'm so grateful that I found this um, TV series. So he's happy for Omar to keep (laughs) keep being in their membership. That's great. But anyway, it sounds interesting. It's based on on a novel. The only, the only novel that I read is right there. Oh, yes. Can we talk about your baptism? Yeah, sure. What happened? Because I just missed it by like two minutes or something. So the dude good. says, I now baptize you in the sun, the fire, and the Holy Ghost. And he, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like a basin of water? There's a little pool back there with heated water. And keep in mind, this dude's still in a suit. He's got boots that go up here so he can dip people. And the dude's like... I now baptize you in the fun, in the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. And he has a little towel in his hand. You put your hand under it, and you put your hand on his wrist. It puts you over your mouth. And you go, Psh, you know what I'm saying? You can't put your own hand over your mouth? No, it's the preacher's hand that goes over your mouth. With a little towel. And, um, so what, <laughs> what do you wear to it? Clothes. Not your dress-up clothes. Like, you wouldn't wear a suit or nothing. Wear, like, a pair of shorts and a, and a t-shirt under your robe that they give you. Right, so you did this at the back, not in front of everybody. You do it in front of everybody. There's a, so they all went in the back? No. So there's the altar, the step up, the stage, mm-hmm. or the piano, the organ. Yes. And here's the where the guy stands. And then behind that, you, it looks like just a, it's like sunken. It's like a window, but there's no glass. And then if you go behind that, there's a little pool. So you can do it in front of everybody. Right. And... Were there a ton of people there? Yeah. It was full. Packed. Really? Were you cool with that? What? Were you cool with that? Sure. A lot of people know me, man. (laughs) You're popular, huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty popular folk around here. Yeah, well, I can see that you don't have confidence or self-esteem issues. That's a good thing. (laughs) All right, so baptism... So I grew up 
Catholic. Yeah. I don't know much about Baptist church churches. I've been to a few of them. But what is what what is baptism like so, in a Baptist church? You get saved. And then your first act of obedience should be getting a baptism. It like just shows that you're gonna follow Jesus, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It like shows. It's like a commitment. Yeah. It's like a commitment kind of thing. Because in the Catholic Church, they do the baptisms when you're a baby. Yeah, they do the little, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Catholic yeah, baptisms. So like you they pick up the baby. You don't really have a choice, you know. So, like, <laughs> what what's the process? Like, how do you, did you just decide? Are there, like, requirements or? There's really no requirements. Um, so, basically, we were uh, Good Friday. And I just felt like a calling to go up to the altar and get saved. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like a calling. It's like you don't really hear it, but you you feel it. Like your muscles move without you doing. Okay, and then you just tell them. You don't choose to move up there. You just like it. For me, I didn't choose to walk up there. I walked without me moving. Like my brain didn't Whoa. send a signal. I I walked up there without me trying to. Wow. So yeah. That's how I knew that. That's how I knew, like, yeah, this is the real deal, buddy. Yeah, like. Okay. And then you, like, kneel down, and they have this little pillow, and you put your arm on there, and you do that. You don't have to stand in that position, but that's the most comfortable way to do it. And then the guy comes up to you, you do the little prayer that says in the book. Did your dad have a similar experience? I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not him. But that was my personal experience. Because he got baptized on the same day, right? Yeah. But he, he didn't get saved on the same day. Oh, that's different. Yes. Getting saved is a totally different thing. Yeah. Okay, so tell get, me about getting saved. Getting saved is where you don't really choose to do it. It's like something tells your bus- muscles to move up and go do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like God is like controlling you to go do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And then baptism is your first act of like commitment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just to show right. that you're going to do that. Right. Okay. How, what were the emotions that you felt that day when you walked up there without... I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm walking and I didn't tell myself to do that. It's kind of weird. And then I, was, I just kind of went, went along with it. And I was pretty happy. Okay. So the only book you read, you said, is the Bible. And that one that you got me. I would read that occasionally. What do you think of it? <coughs> That's what I think about it, you know. <coughs> Oh, really? No, um, it's a pretty good <laughs> book. I've only gotten, like, one chapter in. You think it's your kind of thing? Pretty neat, yeah. What's it called? It. Tammy Wynette's? No, that's a <laughs> Huckleberry Finn. Uh, Huckleberry Finn, are you sure? Oh, old. Tom Sawyer. Oh, yeah. I was Sorry, thinking Tammy Wynette's. That's a country <laughs> singer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how much of the Bible have you read? Not much. <laughs> Are you doing it from, like, start to finish? Yeah, I'm trying to. I read a little bit every day. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is it like being a 13-year-old in Barberville? So, say you're listening to this in, like, California, and it's kind of like it's kind of like living in 1950, you know? Like, you, you can go to the drive-in movie theater, you can go to the drive-in, everything's drive-in. <laughs> Yeah, Driving movie theater. Um, there's Knock Street Thunder. Car shows every month. It's just great, you know? 
the night the tight knit community. Yeah. I love it here. I don't think I'd ever want to go to one of them big cities, you know. Yeah. Aren't you curious? Yeah, not at all. I'm not the slightest bit. I do like it here a lot. I do. I like just... I feel in a big city where there's the most people, I feel like I'd feel the most alone there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, isn't that funny? No, not at all. How you're surrounded I felt like that too. I've always lived in big cities and I mean in the Philippines it was different. It's a different culture, but like in um I lived in, in London in England. And you're surrounded by tons of people. Same with Chicago, but you kind of feel lonely, and that's because people are, you know, they don't really talk to you. Um, <laughs> They're like closed. The good up. thing about southern small towns is, the thing about big cities is people just kind of keep to themselves. That's why you feel more lonely. Yeah. And um, in southern towns, you can walk up to a random today in Aldi, walk up to this random dude, and I had like a ten minute conversation with him. Yeah. I'm never gonna see him again. But boom, we became buddies. I made him, de- I ma- he made my day like 10 times better. I mean, his. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Yeah. I can walk up to anybody and have like a 30 minute conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really beautiful here. I love that, especially in the fall. But the most, my favorite thing about Kentucky are the people. Everyone Scrumptious. has been so open hearted and just kind, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people who are not, but I've been fortunate enough not to not run into those. Yeah. You're lucky that you're not very dark, though. Like, if you were any darker than you were, you would not be getting treated so well. Really? <laughs> it's, like, extremely racist here. I don't know if that's but totally true. But we're, like, funny racist. Like, we, we don't mean to hurt your feelings. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? We right. joke about it. And sometimes people get their, oh, well, feelings hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. People get triggered more than you expect them to, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I had a buddy. We were playing tag. He's he's black. Most of my, A lot of my friends are black. And um, he caught me. And I said, the only reason you won is because you got them. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that on air. But um, <laughs> he, I said pretty much the only reason you caught me was because you're black and you're fast from... Because you're, you know, black people associated with the fast, sporty kind of abilities, you know. That's not racist, is it? I don't know. What I what I said was is because you're used to running from the from the whips, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he think of that? He cracked up. He fell on the ground laughing. <laughs> That's what I like about it. It's funny. Yeah. Like I don't, but I say it in a joking manner. I don't say it like with a mean face. I'm saying it like funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So there's more of that. Is there a lot of kind of negative racism? No, not really. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it never used to be such a huge problem. You know, I heard that it used to be on, like, they used to do it on TV. What? And people would laugh. Just like that that kind of joking. It's hilarious. Yeah, but some people would find that inappropriate. Well, people are just too light-skinned. Thin-skinned. Oh, <laughs> okay. So what it what are your neighbors like? Which ones? I don't know. Give me a summary or a rundown. Them over there, Ronnie and Darlene, nicest people you ever met. Over there, they're almost family. We're so close to them. Mr. Baker, awesome, almost family. Um, and the neighbors up there don't really know him. That one guy, he's a union college coach. I talk to him sometime. Louise, super nice to go up there and visit her on Saturdays. People up there, I talk to them occasionally. Nice. Okay. 
So could you, like, if you ran out of onions, you could go and say, could I borrow an onion? Or if I ran out of, like, dude, um, if my house burnt down, they let me stay there as long as I wanted, you know what I'm saying? That's really nice. Have you ever seen a black person with red hair? No. Have you? No. Like, if a redhead and a black guy had a baby, where's the red hair at? Well, the the black hair is a more dominant gene. But no, have you ever have you ever seen any a black person ever even dye their hair red? That guy from the Chicago Bulls. What's his name? Not Jordan, obviously, the other one. <laughs> he don't have no hair. I know, but there's that guy. It's on the tip of my tongue. Does it start with an R? You know, he's like kind of tough and. No, I don't watch. Rough I don't and, watch basketball. Well, yeah, I'll have to find you a picture of him if I remember what he's called. But he had, I think he had, did he have a like a mohawk type thing? Oh, I know who you're talking about, but like, you just don't see him very often. Yeah, so he's he's one. Also, another thing I've always wondered: how come redheaded people have a strong association with green? What do you mean by a strong association with green? Like every redhead I've ever met. Loves the color green. Hmm. Do you know a lot of redheads? Like three or four. And they all like green? They all like green. Do they have green eyes? No. I mean, yeah. I think two of them have green eyes. But they always had a strong association with green. But I don't know why. Wow. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. But I'm going to quit asking the questions. You can ask some, you know. No, you can totally ask me questions. But, like, it's crazy. What is school like? Imagine a bunch of monkeys and a cage. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you don't really learn much. You're probably just goofing off most of the time. The school systems around here aren't very good. Okay. But, hey, what you, know, you got to do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many people do you have in a class? Probably about... 10, 15. Really? Is that a lot? No, that's very small. There's not a lot of people that go to school here. I was talking to a retired teacher, and she said when she was teaching, her class was like 40 kids. Yeah, everybody's pulling their kids into the education system now. Because you're all that newfangled, oh, I want to teach my kid. Oh, <laughs> why don't you homeschool your kids? No offense. Why do I homeschool my kids? No, I said, don't you homeschool your kids? Oh, no offense. Yeah. Well, there are good things about both. But I like spending time with my kids, seeing them learn. But yeah, it's not for everybody. So 10, 10 to 15 kids. Yeah. Would you say it's a diverse group in terms of, you know, just very different kind of people or... Is it pretty samey? You got the rednecks, which I fall into that group. Um, <laughs> you got the weirdos, the gays, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> okay. And then, that's about it. And the popular kids, but there's very few. I mean, everybody's kind of popular. There's not very many people. Everybody knows each other, you know what I'm saying? Are there a lot of bullies? No. I mean, unless you're weird. <laughs> I mean, unless you're weird, you don't have that issue, do you? Okay. Do you have a lot of weirdos? Not some. We got this one kid that looks like the Hunchback in Notre Dame. I be giving him crack. I be giving. (laughs) I be giving him crap all the time. But I'm just picking. Like, there's a difference between picking and bullying. Bullying is just constant, constant, constant. I'm just picking. Like, hey, you need to get like a back adjustment or something, my bear. (laughs) Like, no, it's serious. He has an issue. 
Like, well, can he? Is it actually fixable? Yeah, it should be. Like he hunches over like this. Oh, poor thing. He's eating. That's how he walks. He be him like these. That's how he walks. Oh man. Well, so what did he say about it? Is it an actual like thing? He got dropped or something when he was a kid, and it jacked up his back. Oh man. Now am I gonna quit picking him about it? No, <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> no. I guess you have no reason to. Okay, what are the teachers like? I teach you stuff. <laughs> Come they're, on, you gotta give me more than that. They're funny. They're nice. Some of them are kind of douchebaggy, but okay, that sounds pretty normal. Yeah. All right, so just a regular school, I guess. But it sounds less violent or. Um, you know, kind of physically and emotionally than maybe, uh, say, a school in New York City. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like you got it good here. All right. What kind of things do you like to do? I like to ride my bike. I like I like I enjoy driving things and riding things. I like it. I like to do work, physical labor. That's my thing. What What kind of biking do you do? Like BMXing? <laughs> you do tricks and stuff. Get on the bike, go really fast. And climb hills and stuff. Go like excessively fast. I've hit six. I had those little, you know, I have this little app that tracks your miles per hour or replicate miles per hour. Yeah. I was going down this big old hill. I'm not sure if the app was accurate, but I hit like 55 miles per hour on a bike, on a bicycle. No way. That's crazy. But once you get going that fast on a bicycle, it'll start to, you know what I'm saying? Wow. That's pretty impressive. Where did you do that? Is there space here? Down the hill. You pedal hard enough, you can get as much speed as you want. Wow. You're brave. And there's like three hills going on there. As long as you don't hit your brakes, you'll be fine. Okay. The brakes is what gets you. It's it's not the fast. It's it's not the speed. It's the brakes. Now, since I'm I'm a pro at this, you know, I can hit the brakes and slide and hit a... Brakes on bikes, you can't slow down with them. You have to drift. Which is why I go through tires like once a month. Speaking of that, I have to go replace a tire. Maybe I see. Well, it's good that you're getting the most out of that bike. Do you? Is there like woods here that you can access? Yeah, I have a. I cut a trail up there. There's woods up there that I go up into. Cut firewood. Can you take your bike there? Is there like a path or? I mean, I'd have to hike it up on my back. Like when I mean mountains, I mean like. The, the trail starts like that. Right, so it's very steep. Okay. Yeah, you can't take your bike like that. But you do go up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our mountain is way too steep, but we have been up there, and Sam always broke his back because he fell on the rocks. Dude, speaking of falling, me and my brother were hunting a couple months ago, and we found this deer, and we shot it. You know, that's what you do. That's normally what you do when, yes. you're, when you're hunting. But he dropped the deer down a mountain. It hit a tree. went boom, 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 boom. Oh, no. And then um, I passed him his rifle, and I was going to slide down. I hit a tree. Boom. Messed up my ribs. Boom. Messed up my other sides of ribs. Boom. And then he was standing out at the bottom. I handed him a gun before I slid. And I went to go stop on the root. And the root tore out of the ground. I was going so fast. And keep in mind, this is like a 30-foot drop. And this dude... Put his hand out in front of me and stopped, knocked the wind out of me. And then I did it like a quadruple front flip and landed on my back in a creek. Oh my god, when was this? A couple months ago. And how did you recover from I that? I had a big bruises and I walk weird. 
Hey. You didn't break your ribs, did you? Nah. Does it still Dude, I've done some crazy stuff, man. Um, I had a tree bent up my handlebars, smack my nose into it, and my nose didn't even bleed. Oh, wow. Some crazy stuff, man. Oh, my gosh. Was that your worst ever fall or accident? The one you... Worst ever fall or accident. Gotta say, um, I hit by a truck once, and that hurt pretty bad. I didn't tell my mom about it, so I got hit by a truck. (laughs) You want me to edit that out? Because she's going to listen to this. Hey, Mom, I mean, maybe don't be watching this for, but um, that Union College guy, he was flying around the corner, and I was in my bike, and it whoa. Oh, my gosh, you're pretty tough. But he, he hit the brakes real hard, but that hurt pretty bad. I didn't break nothing. I had a little bruise, but I didn't show nobody. I mean, not a little bruise. It was probably, like, that big, but yeah, I'm fine. Did you heal up real quick? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> was and your I, mom, like, panicking when you... Did that thirty foot drop thing? <laughs> she wasn't there. We were so out in Holland. You just went out. I mean, you just went home and it was fine. I told her about it. And the only injury that like really hurt me—that's why I walked funny. I had a case knife on, and the handle dug into my hip. That's why I walked with a slight limp. Oh, have you broken any bones? Nope. Out of all that and more, I haven't break. I haven't broken any bones. I think someone's looking out for you. Yeah, one time Zai smacked me with a rake across the face. It didn't break nothing. Um, he tried to cut off my hand with an axe. She put a slight mark like this kid went boom with the backside of the axe. I think he jacked up my wrist a little bit. I don't have any feelings in my fingers anymore from that. Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For real, so you can't feel your fingers. For real, I cannot feel my fingers. Are you going to get that looked up? <laughs> My dad has the same issue, but he has osteoarthritis. I just got hit really hard with an axe. Two so different things. Probably damaged you, my nerves or something. But can I, you play the piano? I play the piano fine. It's just a feeling. Like. You mean just on the feeling? feeling like. Yeah, but then you have to feel like how hard you're playing, right? No, it's just the muscles, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. I can't imagine that. Like, if you rub. Here, so give me your hand. You feel? Can you feel that? Yeah. Right? I can't. Like, there's feels like there's nothing touching my hand. That's weird. And then on the other side? Still feel feeling fine on the other no, side. No, no, I mean on the back side, sorry. It's just my fingers. I still can't feel it. On my wow. back side, it's not as bad. Like, I can slightly feel it, but... I wonder if that'll heal over time. It's slowly getting better. Like, right here, I can feel right there again. Oh, it used okay. to be. How long ago was this? Probably like two or three years. Yeah, I think it'll get better. It might take a while. Just happened just the other day. Actually, just before you were here, I was riding down that big old Samson Hill, and I was sliding out real hard. And then when you let off the brakes, your tire will grip up again. And I was hitting a turn. I let off the brakes a little bit, and I gripped up real hard. And I was on my side like this, and I went out boom, 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 and came up again. Ow. Ain't nobody can do that. Oh my gosh. Nobody can do that. You're like invincible or something. I know. What gives you the courage to do crazy things like that? Hey, if you do what you love in your life, it's eventually going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? But that's good. If you do what you love, if you love smoking pot, it's eventually going to kill you. But you're going to love doing what you're doing for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Otherwise, you're not really living. Yeah. You're just waiting to die. I like that, Sammy. Thank you. 
You gotta do what you love. Yeah. And people love different things. It's not our place to judge them. I'm on a bike. I'm not gonna die. Well, I haven't yet. And another thing, you see that stop sign? Don't tell her. Oh, well, she's gonna hear this. I smacked okay. that stop sign really hard with my bike. Oh. And I smacked that delete. Did it? It didn't hurt me. It hurt the bike. It hurt the bike. It hurt the bike. Did it hurt the sign? <laughs> <laughs> no, the sign's still standing there. It's okay, got a little I can't really it. see it from here. It's got a little dent in it, but it's fine. This road is kind of freaky to me. Well, I was nervous when I was supposed to turn here because I've never turned here. I only really go that way. So you don't? You're not very into reading. You don't read <laughs> novels or nonfiction. Not enough time in the day for me to be wasting time reading. Well, what do you get up to then, apart from biking? Uh, like work, just run around, help people, do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, do stuff, work. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm going to have to go recut that trail because it's all grown up. The, on the hill? Mm-hmm. We're probably like a mile and a half long trail. Okay. What tool do you use to do that? An axe and a shovel. Okay. So I'm pretty minimalist. Cool. That sounds like a good thing to spend your time on. If oh, I'm not yeah. about to pass out from overworking myself by the end of the day, I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you ever have trouble sleeping? No. Okay. I'm doing so much of the day. As soon as I lay down, I'm like, don't <laughs> Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> Head hit the pillow. Well, I actually fall asleep reading. <laughs> See, I don't um, do that. I'll be reading the Bible and I'll be like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I want to go do something. How much do you read at a time? Probably like a couple chapters. So you're in Genesis right now. I always wondered about the Adam and Eve story. So basically, Adam and Eve, Adam was put here first and Adam was lonely. And then, um, that's what the Bible says. God put Adam asleep, gave him some Benadryl or something, (laughs) um, and yanked one of his ribs out and sewed him back up. And then blew into the rib and then a blob was made. It was just a blob. And then Adam woke up and Adam in the book it says that women were made in man's image for a perfect companion. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And a lot of people got offended over that. It's for a perfect companion. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then boom. Eve was made. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, people get offended about this verse too. So basically God put them in the Garden of Eden and uh he said, you can eat as much fruit as you want. Just don't eat off the tree of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering about. He just why, why did he... Why did God make that rule? What is the purpose of that... Of the forbidden fruit? It was his? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your kids out of your candy jar. Like, because it's <laughs> yours. You don't want nobody taking it. Yeah, and then, but then, uh, you know, I mean, he has different options. <laughs> He's God. <laughs> I think it was kind of a test of loyalty, you know? Okay. But then again, you'd have to ask him. I don't know. I better just ask him, yeah. Because I've been wondering about this for very long now. And then a serpent, a snake, came up here and said, Hey, won't you try a bite out to Eve? Won't you try a bite off that tree? And then uh, she was like, And then it was like, some scrumdily bum bum kind of fruit, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, I like this version. (laughs) And then... um, Eve went up to Adam and was like, hey, try this. And Adam didn't know what, what it came from, so he was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Into the, it was an apple. 
And uh, he was like, bang, this is Scrumbly Bum Bum. <laughs> and then... Uh, you should start a YouTube channel. And then... Uh, I was thinking about making TikToks explaining Bible stories in a funny way, but... And then uh, Eve told Adam what the fruit was, and he, Adam was like, yo, don't be eating that. Uh, we probably shouldn't eat that. So they got <laughs> super scared. And before that, nobody was like cautious of their bodies nobody was like no they never realized that they were naked they never thought that private should be private Mm -hmm. and once they ate that apple regret came into their life sin came in that's what they wrote oh that's what the og sin is that's why everybody's born with sin actually no you're not really born with it but you're gonna sin nobody's perfect you know what i'm saying yeah except for moses in the book that legit says that he was perfect um wow moses and jesus but that's about it and a couple other guys I didn't know that. That Moses did not sin. I'll show you right here. Look. You know where to find it? Yeah. I told you got them skills. <laughs> I don't have Bible skills. Might be back here. Look right here. That says. Where? It says Noah was just a man and perfect. Oh, Noah, not Moses. No. I mean, Noah, not I Moses. Mean, Moses was extremely close, though. Moses was close, but what? Noah was perfect. What was his son? Do you know? Does it tell you? I think he, like, I don't even know, but the reason he was close is because after something happened in the book, I, I don't know what he did. The dude was 800 years old when he led the Jews out of uh, Egypt. So he had to do something that was a sin in 800 years, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. He, Noah was perfect, not, not Moses. Moses was pretty close. Why don't people live that long anymore? I don't know. You have to ask the big man upstairs. I don't know nothing about that. But, um, like, it could be the additives in our food, the air. The air's not as thick. Mm. The water. I don't, I don't know. I heard of this book called Conversations with God. I believe that's what it's called. By Neil Donald Walsh. I do want to read it. But basically, well, apparently what happened was that this guy, Neil Walsh, was really frustrated about his life and he was just like in complaining mode and he was just tired and and he was just angry with god and he said why is this happening to me and and he actually heard you know someone answer him saying are you just venting or do you really want to know and so he was like oh yeah i want to know so then he started having conversations with god see what i've come to notice is you don't legit hear a voice, but it's kind of like a strong, you know how you get a gut feeling, but it's like a voice in your head. You know what I'm saying? I don't lock me up in the loony house, but. Oh, I've, I've heard a voice before. Twice, actually. But it like tells, God will guide you what you need to do. It'll, it'll, he'll, he'll pull you towards what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you'll felt drawn to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you need to be a preacher in your lifetime, you will feel drawn towards that. Yeah. If you need to be a farmer, you'll get drawn. Mm. You don't choose what you do. You get drawn to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. You want to be a farmer, right? Yeah. Can you tell us about your dreams and visions surrounding that? Um, I kind of just felt drawn to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of a farm kind of person. and I like tractors. I like the I like the farm life. I like the big land. Now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a farm here. I'm not going to go anywhere else. I'm a farm in like Knox County somewhere. Yeah. So how, do you know how much land you want or in what kind of land you want? 30, 40 acres. Some hills, some flat lands. You can, a lot of people think that you can't farm hills. You can. 
Mm-hmm. Just have to have the right equipment to go out. Yeah, you gotta listen to. So I interviewed Maggie and Will from Old Home Place Farm, and Maggie. Her name is Old Home Place. Huh? Her name is Old Home Place. Dude, if I was if I was on nice. a farm, dude, I name it Cotton Pen Farms. Why Cotton Pen Farms? I don't know. I just thought of it. It sounded cool. It does sound cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, old old home place farm is named that because um, there's probably an old home place there. Yeah. Well, the people who used to own that place used to call it the old home place, and so they just oh, that makes sense. A bit of history, but um, yeah. So I interviewed Maggie, who does the veggies. Will looks after the the uh, cows and the goats and the sheep, and they move them around. They so do they do? Do they have crops? Yeah, the you know, vegetables and fruit trees. Okay. And they just planted a load of nut trees, so I think you'll enjoy that. Nice. So what are your plans for these uh for this thirty acre, forty Dude, acre? I property? want weed. You gotta know you can make some bank off that. I want some corn, some cabbage, some beans. You know what I'm saying? I want some cattle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the weed's not for me. That's for the people who wanna buy it. That's when I made my money off. You know how much you can sell that stuff for? How much? Oh, God. Let me slap random names on it, too. Ooh-wee. Wait a minute. Weed weed? Marijuana. Mary J. You're not allowed to grow that here, though. Eventually. Eventually. It'll probably, yeah. And if you don't tell anybody, you know. If you don't tell anybody, do you know that there were helicopters, like... Oh, yeah, I've seen them helicopters. ...circling around my house? And I was like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, um, that happens all the time when I'm out at the holler. We have a little barn. They thought we thought we were a uh, dude growing weed or something. And they kept hovering, hovering. They had a microphone. Hey, what are y'all doing in there? We're cutting up a deer. And then they, and then they <laughs> go away. Because we had a big purple lights in there. And that's like, a, that's what grow, that's what grow rooms like. Mm. But now we just, we just cutting up a deer. Someone told me, I don't know if it's your mom. I think she told me that it's the National Guard who does that. Yes, and it's just like, what a way to waste money, man. Like, why are you chasing off people growing? Dude, they growing? Catch so many people. So many. And a lot of times... There are bigger fish to fry? Like, it's seriously? Not, a lot of times it's not weed. It's crack. Crack, cocaine, drug scandals, human trafficking. That's yeah. what they catch most of the time. Yeah, that's what they should be doing. Not like, They're just searching for anything. Oh, I see. Not just weed. I got it. That makes more sense. Well, yeah. I'm... Weed is also on the list, but it's not the main priority. They do confiscate it. Okay, so you want a farm to grow weed. No, no not just weed. Well, no, I mean, that will, be, that will be your... One of your major uh, no. profit... Um, yeah, margins, yeah. Okay. It'd be secret. I think it will be legal <laughs> soon. What's sheer guy? I don't, I don't know. Well, you know, not soon, soon, but when you're old enough to buy your own piece of land. Do you do you like to cook? Throw some beans, some pork, some bacon, some steak up in that joint, some water and some chicken broth. Boom, you got you some nice soup. Really, if you throw anything together, this meat and beans, it's going to taste good. What kind of beans? Beans, pinto beans, baked beans, black beans. Okay, yeah. African beans. Whatever kind of African American beans, whatever you want to call them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just made some bone broth last week and chicken stock this morning. Nice. Makes everything better. Yeah. 
Well, sounds like you're all set up for life. Yeah. And obviously you'll be biking in this property and you could even like set up some, build some cabins and rent them out. Hey, my house is going to be cool. Yeah, tell me about your house. It's going to be like, so it's going to be one part like this and then one part that sticks out a little bit like that. It's going to be that shape. Okay. It's going to be two stories and it's going to have wood siding. You know how the siding on this house is like that? Uh Uh-huh. Except it's going to be actual wood, not plastic, and it's it's going to be stained. Okay. And then the inside of my house is just going to be wood, too. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then it's going to have insulation, of course. Then my roof is going to be shingles. Foundation going to be brick. Like wooden shingles? No. Like shingle shingles. Well, if you have a metal roof, you could harvest rainwater from it. Is that volume supposed to be up? No. Okay, I was about to say because I thought it was muted. No, it's recording fine. Um, the this volume here is for the recording, but that one is for the. You can plug in, um, what do you call headphones. it? Headphones, and it's for that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty neat microphone, right? Keith yeah. helped me to choose it because I didn't know anything. Gotta get you one of them forties mics, dude. My grandpa has tons of those. Well, he had really? tons of those. Did you get to keep one? No. I'll have to show you my record collection later. Yeah, I'd love to see your record collection. But, um, yeah. You got any more questions? Yeah, let's talk music. Well, first I'll ask you, so I have, I usually have a song of the week for the podcast. And for your episode, I want to choose, well, I want you to choose uh, a song. song of the week, hold on. (laughs) It's got to be good, Sammy. It's going to be good, you got to know. Song of the week. Let's go. Hey, good looking by Hank Williams. Okay. Hey, good looking by Hank Williams. You ought to know, man. It's a hit. It was nineteen fifty four, but it ain't. Uh, <laughs> was it number one or? No, it was like some Billboard tops or so. I don't remember. I mean, it was Hank Williams. It had to be popular. Is that your favorite song? No. It's just a, a good it's one. It's really good. My favorite song is, um, it's actually uh, not on anything. Like, you can't find it. Really? Yeah. So you haven't got a copy of it? I got a, I got it on record. I oh, got a record, man. But... Can you play it for me later? Yeah. That would be really cool to hear on a record player. So how long have you had a record player? Like two or three years. And before that, my dad's had one ever since I can remember. So you've been buying records for three years, too. Okay, so you play the piano, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And the guitar. Mm Mm-hmm. You have piano lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. But you teach yourself guitar? Yeah. I got a book. I mean... How's that going? You strum, you play the chord. It's pretty easy. I want to learn the banjo. Banjo? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I've got a banjo. I got it for my birthday. But I started the YouTube. There's like a free YouTube, like 30 day learn how to play banjo. I haven't done like four days of it and I stopped. But um, <laughs> if you're going to play banjo, you can't strum it because it'll sound terrible. Do you, well, do you I, str- got, I got the finger things. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Because if you strum it, you're going to end up sounding like Kermit. Why is there so many songs about rainbows? You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you like pick it, you're going to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lester Flatner, Earl Scruggs kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I was listening to some of that. Yeah, that that's fun. I will learn it. 
It's an Epiphone too. I have no idea what that is. It's a brand of guitars. Yeah, I'll get you some Gibsons. You're a Gibson guy. I'm a Gibson kind of guy. I'm, I'm also a blue. I'm also a blue blow tie boy. Yeah, I don't know. Blue bow tie boy. Yeah, that means I like Chevys. You like Chevy. Yeah, that means I'm straight. Like, if you like Fords, you like bisexual. <laughs> like, um, Toyotas, you're, you're you're done gone. Okay, what's your car of choice, then? Or truck of choice? Truck of Troy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if I could only have, uh, if I could only, if I had a four-car garage, that's how I'd feel it. 1952 Chevy Delivery Deluxe. 1942 Hudson uh, Sedan Commodore. A 1982 Dodge Ram, and then for the fourth car, dude, give me a 1928 Packard. And you're gonna get all of those? Yeah, dude, that's just I love cars. That's good. I don't. <laughs> dude, have you ever looked inside of a um, uh, kangaroo's pouch? No, have you? Yeah. What's it? Like? You can just see in their organs and stuff. They're just hanging there. No, they're not. Yes, they are. How can that be? They're just there. Are you pulling my leg? I'm not. What? I was like six years old, though. I could be capping, I don't know. But the one that I remember seeing, you could just pull it up and you'd see its rib cage and stuff. That is so weird. I mean, you wouldn't see any of the organs. The organs were, like, covered with a second layer of skin. Right. But the rib cage was just chilling there. <laughs> It was crazy. Surely that's not normal. I don't know. It could have had a condition or something, but wow, it was weird. Wild. Was the was there a baby in there? Nah, it was it was just you know, the joint was chilling. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how small they are when they're born? I think they're like thumb size or like the tip of you know the top tip oh, of the thumb. Like really small. <laughs> like they're not. They don't even know they're there. All right. Well, we've almost done an hour. Cheeseburgers? Yeah. Cheeseburgers? I just like saying that. <laughs> Earlier it was cheesecake. Yeah. And then cheeseburgers. Okay. Okay. I have a... I do have more questions. All right. Fire them off. What is the... If I was going to have a Kentucky... Like, the Kentucky dish, what would it be? Get you some cornbread, some steak, some soup beans, potatoes with gravy, and a nice cold glass of sweet tea. Do you have that at home sometimes? Occasionally, yeah. But she's on a diet. If she ate that, she'd legit die. She well, used to eat that. Do you? Can you buy that in a restaurant? Yeah. Where? You go to the Pineville, Pineville State Resort Park, go into the diner. You can get that. You can get pheasant and all kinds of stuff. You can get elk. No way. The Pineville State Resort Park. Yeah, look that up. Oh my gosh, thank you. I wish I met you sooner, Sammy. <laughs> I'm leaving Kentucky and I'm not cultured enough. <laughs> Alright, what was the other thing I wanted to ask you? Oh yeah, the drums. You you have a drum, so tell me about that. Dude, when my, my grandpa died, he was a hoarder. He was, I wouldn't say he was a hoarder. He just, when his wife died in 2005, he just kind of collect, started to collect collect stuff to fill the hole, you know what I'm saying? Right. He was a big fan of music, all kinds of guitars, all kinds of guns. And he, well, this drum was from the 60s. He used to be in a band called Clyde Trent and the Marauders. I actually have one of their records. I'll have to show that to you. No way. But that'd be in the background. You know what I'm saying? It was a country band. And that's the drum and the hi-hat. So I got that. Wow. Wait, that's his drum? Or you just got 
that from somewhere else. I got that from my grandpa. That is so cool. Now, the bald guy, he he, he, he ain't my grandpa. That's my dad. Yes, I know that. Okay, a lot of people get it confused. Really? Yeah, like a lot. Wait, your granddad's still alive, right? My granddad's dead. He's dead. He dead, dead. Oh, is this like Penny's? Yeah. Dead. Okay. Now, my dad, my dad's dad died in 1976. Dude, he was born in 1916. His first car was a Model T. I don't know what that is, but... Oh, my lord. You don't know what a Model T is. It's outrageous. (laughs) I'm terrible. Okay, so basically, um, I'm going to look up a picture of Model T real quick. Dude, this is a Model T. Come on, load. That's a Model T. Oh, yes. I've seen those. I just yeah. don't know. I told you I'm not a car person. That was his first car. <laughs> that is so old. cool. World War One. He Did was, he was born at the end of World War One, buddy. He fought in World War Two. You know, um, this is going to sound weird, but uh, he worked on storing cow sperm with coconut milk in, like, second and second, third, third world countries. And, um, you know, how sperm banks are a thing. Yeah. Yeah, he did he did the science on that. Really? He did all that. Uh look up uh Charles Norman or Charles Numerovsky. Um and then he also did work on the birth control pill and at MIT. He taught at MIT. No way. And then he did science stuff at uh West Virginia University. That was pretty neat. Wow. Is and he then, originally from here? Dude, he's from New York. And then his dad, my great great grandpa, he's from Russia. And then my great-great-grandma on my dad's side was from Germany. They met. Actually, no. They both immigrated. Actually, no. They met. No. I'm getting this wrong. Okay. My great-great-grandpa lived over there, and he had a wife that was from Russia, too, and they moved here. And then my great-great-grandma was living in Germany, and um, he and she had a husband. And they both came down here, and then they had kids, and then their kids met in New York. Okay. And then, boom. And then they... Went all over the world to Miami and all over. And they came to West Virginia, had kids and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So, so second marriage. Yeah, I'm getting this all confused, but... That's all right. Are you into history much? Yeah, I'm a big fan of history. Oh, that's good. Do you... Do they teach a lot of it in school, or do you do your own research? Dude, I just know it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you mean you just know it? Oh, right, there's also a model T. I could have just pointed at that. Oh. Well, you just, like, know it in your bones kind of thing? I just kind of, like, know it, you know what I'm saying? I kind of just pick up on people talking. Oh, okay, yeah. From, yeah, just, like, word of mouth. But, um, now my grandpa Clyde, which I did get to meet for, like, he me and him were besties. Welded for Air Force One. Did all kinds of stuff. He used to sell life insurance. And he, look up the Glacier Girl. You know that? You know about that? World War II plane, they got stuck in an iceberg, and they dug it up in the 70s, and they got, they pulled all the parts out, and then they put it all back together, and he welded it all, every single bit, he put it all together for a wow. project, and it flies now, like, if you wanted to, you can go break in and steal it, and fly away. That's amazing, wow, you've got a really neat family, yeah. nice history there, I don't know a lot about my family history. And then, my dad. I mean, he had some homeless, druggy years, but hey, I mean, everybody has some. He's pretty <laughs> smart, too. Like, he went to all kinds of colleges and stuff. Like, pretty much a pharmacist. He knows a lot about the medicines and stuff. And he went to computer science school. Yeah. And stuff. He went to all kinds of colleges. 
So he knows a lot of stuff too. Do you plan to do any college? Do some agricultural. You know what I'm saying? I say that a lot. Yeah, you do. Sometimes I know what you're saying, sometimes I don't. <laughs> you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> Alright, shall we do the last question? It's been an hour. Yeah, sure. Alright. If you could tell the world just one thing, what would it be? You know, make the most of what you got. You can't, if you ain't rich, just be appreciative and make make the most of what you got. Being useless is a luxury of of the rich. You ain't rich. So be smart, be resourceful, be useful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's good advice, Sam. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for, for being on the podcast. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to the Harmony of Stories podcast. I would so love to hear from you, whether it's a simple hello, a question, or any feedback you may have. You can connect with me via Instagram or Telegram. You'll find links to my social media on my website, wildflower.cloud. You can also drop me an email at wildflower at hey.com. If you're enjoying the podcast and are getting a lot out of it, please spread the word and share it with your friends, your family, and anyone you come across. If you feel called to support the podcast, I invite you to check out the Support My Work page on my website. There you can send a donation or connect with honest businesses, which I am proud to be working with. These include Thrive Market, where I buy my organic or non-GMO pantry staples, Law for Mankind, where you can learn about natural law and how to be a sovereign man or woman in these times, Thrift Books, my favorite online secondhand bookstore, and last but not the least, ASEA, the only company in the world who offer products that contain cellular messengers vital in protecting rejuvenating, and restoring the cells in your body. ASEA has been really amazing for us. It helped our cat recover beautifully from a neurological issue that caused her to lose the ability to stand up or walk. She's totally fine now. She's thriving. It's really... I'm very <laughs> blown away. And when I shared the ASEA Renew Gel with my neighbor Chris, who had a very swollen leg, he texted me the next morning saying that the swelling had gone way down and that the pain is half what it was the night before. I use this for everything now from cuts and scrapes to itchy bug bites and there are a ton more ways that this technology has transformed the health of others. If you would like to learn more about ASEA, you can book a call with me via my website at wildflower.cloud slash book. I'd be more than happy to tell you all about it and answer any questions you may have. Alternatively, you can check out the Support My Work page on my website and scroll down until you find ASEA. I love you all so much. Have a wonderful day.